The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Adam the Intern, Gabby, hanging out with us on a Wednesday. AJ, he's down in Las Vegas getting ready for Utah State in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Uh, we've heard from uh, Nimi Keda. We've heard from Greg Smith. We're going to hear from Sam Merrill here in just a moment as they're getting ready for the, the tournament. For them, gets underway tomorrow. Games are already underway today. New Mexico is uh, leading San Jose 67-50 to right now in the second half. Air Force beat Fresno 77-70 to earlier today. And a game later on this evening is going to be Colorado State and Wyoming. Colorado State favored by 10.5 in that matchup. Utah Jazz taking on the New York Knicks tonight. We'll have that full game coverage for you. Uh, pre-game starts at about 5.20. We'll have the tip-off at 5.30 with David Locke in the full play-by-play coverage here on The Fan. Um, and we're still... There's like this big group that was hanging out next door. Now they're out in the hallway. It must be... Oh, I know what it is. It's the Cowboy Festival. Yeah, the rendezvous. Cowboy Rendezvous. Yeah. That's what it's called. I forgot that was going on. Yeah, they were like jamming out next door. Yeah, that was cool. We didn't get to hear it. And they busted cool. out all kinds of different instruments. Yeah. Do you guys play any instruments? Gabby? Adam? No. I played trumpet for a little bit. I don't anymore. Trumpet. Yeah. How about you, Gabby? I don't. Well, didn't anything. you tell me you played a little I, bit of guitar? I, I guess a little bit, but not... Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. That was pretty impressive. It had like a guy with like a harness around his face. Yeah. For harmonicas. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, cool yeah. stuff. They don't come in and play for us. Darn it. Yeah, we're not that cool. Oh, uh, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, okay. Maybe you could like uh, pretend to play your instruments. Yeah. Yeah, Gabby. Oh, okay. Now, what right. would you bust I mean... out on your guitar? What would you play on your guitar? I don't know. I don't. I don't play the guitar. I don't know why you thought that. Well, that's okay. I'm pretty sure she told me she. I did. no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, Utah Jazz. They're in action tonight. New York surprised the Houston Rockets. They were up by like 16 points earlier this week. Houston closed the gap, and uh, New York was able to still hang on and win 125 to 123. Um. They had uh, New York had big help off the bench. A lot of guys contributed. That's a lot of points scored. One of the things that they did was they they said, "Okay, Houston, you got a small lineup. We're going to attack the rim with our bigger guys," and it worked. Uh, and then while they were they really didn't have too many three point attempts. Houston, <laughs> did you see this? Isn't Houston this had fifty six oh three point gosh. attempts. Oh, you gotta love the Rockets to shoot their I way back them. into that game. New York had 30. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but here's the problem. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about New York necessarily. I, I think that the tactic that they used against Houston wouldn't work against Utah because we got Rudy Gobert in the middle. Yeah. But I think it should prove to be a good, a big wake-up call for the Jazz that you can't take anybody lightly. And they did the Jazz a favor, knocking the Rockets down a little bit, getting them a little bit closer in the standings. But the Jazz have serious problems. They still have serious issues. They've given up 113 points at least in six straight games. 
and nine of their last ten overall. That's insane. That's this once proud defensive team is a shell of its former self in that sense. Yeah, and that's putting it lightly too. It gets bad. So they they've got to get that figured out. This is a stretch to do that, but they let Cleveland score a lot of points on them. Yeah. Cleveland's a horrible team. Horrible. Colin Sexton had himself a crazy game. RJ Barrett had him had a great game for New York earlier this week. So that's certainly a name that the Jazz are going to have to be watching out for. But um the the New York has a couple of bigger guys that could be physical in the post that could cause a little bit of concern. Uh Harkless, Taj Gibson, but um They've they've got some younger guys. They've got a, they just named a new team president, who everybody with New York, uh, they seem pretty happy about having him there. Kind of sparked the, the players to play excited uh, against Houston. So um, this is this is kind of scary. Uh, the, and then I think the thing you also to watch for for the Jazz is Mike Connolly and the other players, and how well they continue to integrate. Because I still don't think they're playing at their potential. I agree 100%. This is definitely going to be a game where you keep your eye on that. Obviously, you want to win, but then I feel like the second goal should be how well are players, how well are our lineups meshing together and how well are they playing together. Right, because this is the stretch to be fine-tuning that. As you're getting ready to the, the playoffs, you have 20 games left. Yep. You're in the hunt to move up in the standings, but also to understand what gives you your best formula. Like, who are your best guys? What are your best lineups? right. Does, I mean, obviously, it would be nice to make home court advantage in the playoffs, but that's going to be pretty hard with the four losses that we just had. So now you just want to see what works. What can we use in the playoffs that's going to help us? And I saw something earlier. The, the Jazz play more starters than just about anybody. Yeah. They, they rely on their starters more than just about anybody. That's crazy. And so getting more help, consistent help from the bench is another key. I think it's it's improved from sure. where it was three months ago. Yeah, with the addition of Jordan Clarkson, for sure, yeah. But they're still not there, Mm -hmm. which is a concern. So, uh, But with Mike Connolly healthy in the mix, then you're either going to have Joe Ingles coming off the bench with Jordan Clarkson. Uh, That's going to be helpful. But what combinations work well together? So how you work out rotation patterns, how you work out the different lineups that are on the court at any given time, that's where this coaching staff really needs to make their hay and trying to figure that out. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely when you start game planning for the playoffs. So um, New York is a team that they should be able to take care of, but you never know. You never know. They had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double figures on Monday. Wow. But with the Jazz, they can't let those fringe guys start to feel good, feel like they got some momentum. Because then it's hard to turn that off, especially when it's at their place. So the Jazz defense absolutely has to step up. Uh, Utah State, meanwhile, they have to try to step things up. They're down in Las Vegas getting ready for likely going to be New Mexico after they if they can close things out and continue as they're going right now against San Jose. Aggies will play them tomorrow at 7. Uh, Ajay was down there in Las Vegas, and he was got a chance to catch up with Sam Merrill, get his thoughts about the tournament this year, What's on the line for the Aggies and uh, kind of where they're at in their headspace getting ready for this tournament? Uh, talk about you got to practice in. You don't know who you're playing, but uh, still, what's the what's the mood like right now? With your team? I think we're excited um, for an opportunity. This is this is what you work for all summer, and um, this is what college basketball is all about. So, um, 
we, we love the conference tournament, being around all the teams in our league and um, having an opportunity to go win three games in three days. So we've had a good good couple of days of prep for whoever we play tomorrow, and uh, we'll be ready to go. How well do you feel this team has been prepared through the season, the ups and downs, you know, finishing it off with, with that loss at, at the pit? Uh, how does all the uh, help prepare you guys for this moment now? I think um, adversity is what brings out the best in people, and, and we've shown that. We haven't been perfect this year. Um, had a couple couple bad losses, which aren't which isn't like us, um, and obviously with all the injuries and stuff as well. But we've been able to respond every time. Um, we lose four out of five to start conference play, and we respond. And I feel like we've been playing our best basketball. And we didn't play great the other night, but that happens, and hopefully we can respond this weekend. But I think we're ready. We've gone through this last year. How does that help you guys, especially the guys that are bad? Yeah, there's a, a familiarity with. With the the atmosphere, with the court, with uh, just how things go. So, but but every team has that. Every team has a tournament so we've played in this. So, um, hopefully we get an opportunity to uh, get to the championship game. But it starts starts by by winning Thursday. And with that, the newcomers that come in, the, the intensity ratcheted up a couple notches. What do you tell the young guys that are coming into this? Three games in three days. Um, I think the biggest thing is you can't win the championship unless you win game one. So uh, everyone talks about the three games in three days, but our focus needs to be tomorrow night, and it will be. Um, but for the young guys, just um, got to just lock into what you have to do. Um, the intensity is going to be there, but um, we, we get confident in our game plans and in our style of play. So if, if our guys are, are locked into what they're supposed to do and, and do what they're supposed to do, then we should be in good shape. And you make first team All-Mountain West. I know you care less about that, but what is your thoughts on the coaches seeing you as one of the best players in the conference? Uh, I'm just grateful um, for, for those that voted for me. And um, like I've said before, you don't get these awards unless your team is good. So um, um, that's, that's the most important thing. For, for you personally, obviously, you've put together quite the resume for a career at Utah State. How much does that motivate you to keep this run going, knowing that with one loss it could be all over, to keep it going and push it into an NCAA tournament? Basically? Absolutely. That's, uh, that's where we want to go. Um, and that's, that's been the goal all year, and uh, want to finish, thing off, finish this thing off on a high note. I know whatever happens, um, I'll be happy with the effort that I've put in throughout these four years, but definitely, definitely want to do something special here. How do you guys... Uh, what do you have to do to get to that point, to, to punch your ticket to an NCAA tournament? Well, we got to win tomorrow night first, uh, like we've been saying. That's, you can't look ahead. You can't get distracted with bubble talk or, or bracketology or anything like that. you just got to focus on winning game one, and, and then the rest will, will take care of itself if we can do that. I feel like you came, you came back for this. I mean, this is kind of what, I mean, the whole, the whole team, but, but in part to do this tournament and to do more than you did last year. How does that play into how you see this, this week and this, you know, next, the journey coming up within this month? It's, uh, like I said, it's what you play for. It's what you work for. And, um, regular season's fun, and it's exciting to play in all these different venues, but at the end of the day, this is this is what it's all about. Uh, we want to have the best march that we can have. Last year was great. Um, didn't end how we wanted it, but um, we want to do what we did last year and get even further. Thank you. All right, so there's Sam Merrill. Uh, yeah. Did, did, did you hear a common theme, at least from the players? Adversity. Adversity. Kata said it earlier. Sam Merrill just said it again. 
I get it. Some of it is uh, there was definitely adversity the team was going through. Sam was not always healthy. He had bad ankles for a part of the season. Uh, Nimi had his knee injuries that he was battling back from. Came back, then got hurt again. I think there was a stretch there where Brito was not healthy. Cuba was not healthy for part of it. There were a lot of guys that were battling injuries, and there was legit adversity, but I think some of it was also kind of self-imposed with how they didn't close out uh, Boise State, how they let that collapse happen, how they didn't close out New Mexico and allowed that collapse to happen. Um, But this is a team that its core has been through a lot. right? And I think Craig Smith alluded to that too. Like, look, we've We've gone and played some tough teams, and we've beaten some tough teams in different venues, even in what were supposed to be neutral site games. When they played Florida, Florida, but this is a team that a year ago played really well for three games in the conference tournament and won the conference tournament, and that core of that team is back. So they know what to do. The younger guys or those who haven't experienced this yet. They'll figure it out, uh, and uh, well, they'll have to. Yeah. But I, I think this coaching staff and the the leadership that exists on this team, uh, I think that they'll they'll try to hold them accountable to that too. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you might <clears throat> you might see a, a couple first minutes or whatever. You might see them struggle a little bit because of the hype and whatnot. But I think the Aggies just settle right down and just keep doing what they're doing. And I don't I don't see any big, I guess collapses hopefully i mean you'd like to say that i mean you got you got one right before the conference tournament you'd like to see like hey that was the last one we're done with that we're not we're not gonna let that happen again but i mean you never know but i don't see the aggies giving up big leads like that again in the tournament so i wouldn't think so Uh, you never know i mean this coaching staff has let it happen to them a couple of times now yeah Uh, and they've they've preached it into the players heads to finish and to finish strong uh, maybe they just had a lapse of that uh, in uh, in Albuquerque, but I I would anticipate that they're excited to face New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico still has a 14 point lead. There's about two and a half minutes left. Game's almost over. They're up 75 to 61. Um, so they're they're going to advance. New Mexico is going to play Utah State tomorrow, and so just as a reminder, that game's going to be um, seven o'clock our time. It'll be on CBS Sports Network couple other games earlier in the day. So when we're on the air, one game will already be done. Another one will be still going on, but near the end. San Diego State, they will be playing Air Force, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that game's at 1230 on CBS Sports Network. Boise State's playing UNLV. That's at 3 on CBS Sports Network. Then there's a little bit of a break. So they have the first session, and then they have the second session. And so Utah State's in the second session, and they'll play at 7, and then the later game will be Nevada, and I believe Nevada will play Colorado, the winner of Colorado State and uh, Wyoming tonight. So it'll likely be Colorado State-Nevada, and that'll be a really good game. I think that evening session, both of those will be really, really good games. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking to watch some good basketball, that's the one to watch. And really, even that Boise State-UNLV game could be interesting. Oh, UNLV yeah. is, is currently favored by 3. Um, in the early returns on that one, probably mostly because it's on their home court, but they are slightly ahead of Boise State in the standings. So, Anyways, that's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. We'll be turning time over to the Utah Jazz Radio Network here in just a few minutes. 
David Locke and Ron Boone, pregame coverage at uh, 520. Tip off Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks at 530.